When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Charlie and we're two 20-somethings rereading our favourite childhood book, this time with added alcohol and cynicism. In today's episode we are reading chapter 26 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince with some very special guests. So grab a glass of your favourite alcoholic beverage and uh, listen along on this drunken reminiscent journey. Before that, we're going to do some other things. Yeah, psych! <laughs> psych! Psych! Ha! Ha! <laughs> Bet you thought you'd seen The Last of Us, bitch! The intro, Hannah and Charlie, not the episode, Hannah Wee. and Charlie. We've got some Patreons to do. Yes. Um, Because we don't do those in front of guests, because they don't want to hear that. They don't care about they you. They don't care about all of you. And also, a tiny bit of explanation before the episode starts. This was a remote recording where there was a couple of technical difficulties. Um, So the sound... It's just a bit patchy. You'll hear tiny echoes in places where basically I've had to overlay two audio tracks. One person's mic is significantly different to the rest of us. So like for most of your perspective, it's going to be fine. It's just us being fussy, but we are sorry for any like weird things that are you kind of hear. Yeah, you can fucking deal with it. It's one episode, bitches. Yeah. So let's do some shout outs to some new patrons. Yeah. A Miorca size thank you to ML Cox 37512. A Ketterman size thank you to Kara. And Molly, who are new producer-level patrons. Indeed. A mole-sized thank you to Maddie, who has upgraded their pledge. A good-sized thank you to Gabriella. An Appalachian Mountain-sized thank you to Alice. A jean short size thank you to Jenna. A Helen and Bonner Carter-sized thank you to Helena, who has upgraded to a producer-level patron. A Florian Fortescue-sized thank you to Florian, who has upgraded to producer. I really hope they're really called Florian. Yeah, really that's a so. spectacular name. Yeah. A Muppet size thank you to Meg, who was also upgraded to a producer level patron. A Hedwig size thank you to Hedda. And a Rebecca from the Taylor Swift song Last Great American Dynasty size thank you to Rebecca. Thank you all so much for joining the Patreon and for supporting us. Well, so now listen along to some of the most exciting guests we've ever had. Um, this is a proper laugh episode like this. This is funny. Oh, it was brilliant. I know we're normally like the funniest people you've ever heard. Obviously not. But um, God, this episode's funny. Yeah. It's also just a special one for us because the people that are the reason that we started. So yeah, hope you enjoy. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Welcome, listeners. What you just missed out on is we're all taking piss out of Marcel for eating rice pudding. Yeah, for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> At noon. Whilst drinking. At noon. <laughs> At noon. But no, but it's okay because she hasn't taken a sip of her drink yet. <laughs> True. Yeah. Just holding it. <laughs> Can we clarify? My understanding was we were drinking mimosas and I don't see any orange juice in that. No. It's, it's how not, she likes it with not. her rice pudding. <laughs> it's a... It's a it's a raspberry lemonade mimosa. We've <laughs> <laughs> gone off the rails. Ooh, hello and welcome. What's this podcast called? Goblet of Wine. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, oh. take the reins back. We're very bad. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. Today we have a very exciting episode because we are joined by Hannah and Marcel from Which Please. Hello. Hi. So nice it's- to be here. It's so nice this, to have you. It's such Marcel. a surreal moment because which please is literally why we started. Like literally. Um <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. We, I love I love every time I found out I find out that like some like chaotic podcast was inspired by our chaotic podcast. Like sowing these seeds yeah. of like you too can get drunk on a bottle of wine and sit down and start recording it. It's Nobody amazing. can stop you. <laughs> Nobody can yeah. legally stop us. But we, we used to work together and this literally came about because we would like listen to you guys and then we'd be on like the work Skype, like the intercompany Skype, like talking about your episodes and stuff like that. And then one day we were like, we should do this. And then we but did. British. Yeah. And that's the only difference between us and all the American <laughs> Harry Potter podcasts. We will be the first British one. <laughs> It First worked. ever British Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> no, we were. That's not a joke. Yeah. And we're still like, Incredible. I think there's like one other one or something. Like, it's really weird. Yeah. It's one, one of those things it. where it's like, it's a little too on the nose. So like Brits won't, they won't touch it because they're like, <laughs> no. Maybe. Maybe. I don't Maybe, know. But, but we've, we've made it our USP and it's worked. And also now there's podcasts that start because of us. So really, which pleases like the grandparent. And then there's, yeah. Yeah. and then it keeps going and it keeps going and it will keep going forever. Good. So Whoa. yeah, thank you so much for coming on um, and joining us, especially because yeah, you, your guys' podcast coming back was one of the most exciting moments ever for us. So incredible. Incredible. Um, so could you kick us off by telling everyone a little bit about who you are, kind of a top line about who which please are and how you came to love Harry Potter and want to talk about Harry Potter online? Okay, so here's the origin <laughs> of the podcast. The origin story, Marcel yes. And I, Marcel and I met in grad school and we were... Uh, chatting one day about how when you are doing a graduate degree in English, it is really hard to still find time for pleasure reading, for particularly for rereading. And I was mm-hmm. saying that, like, there are series that I really want to reread, but I really struggle to justify taking the time to read something I've already read. And I was like, for example, I've never reread the Harry Potter books. Like, I read them each as they came out, but I've never sat down and reread the whole series. As it turns out, I had also never read the last book. What? We didn't know. We didn't. We didn't realize until we got to it, and I was like, "This is literally new to me." Um, I just had saw you the last two the movies. Film? And... Oh, okay, I was gonna say, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you just had no, no idea how it ended. Yeah, yeah I watched. I watched. Just watched the movies. So we were like, "Fuck it, let's make a podcast. Let's reread Harry Potter together." Marcel has has reread it. Had reread it many more times than me. Uh, like it was a regular reread for her and it was the first time reread for me and so we had a little bit of that like one person knows the series really well and one person's kind Kind of of like like, wait (laughs) wait what the fuck is happening um a little bit of that dynamic Um, it's literally the only time in our relationship when i know more than hannah about something (laughs) uh yeah i'm a literal know-it-all i know i'm I'm like an omniscient narrator everything (laughs) Yeah, this so... is clearly just a Hannah trait as well. Then, you are you also omniscient? Other Hannah, <laughs> um, I do come across the know it all. I do like to be a bit of a know it all. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, 
Other Hannah, are you also a Gemini? No. I'm sorry. Um, that's, no, you, that's okay. I am what? an Aquarius. 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 Oh, I love it. Aquarius. <laughs> Is it bad? Yeah. Wild. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Like, like half my friends are Aquarius. Nice. Okay. One sign is bad. What sign? Is it my daughter's sign, no. Hannah? Is it Gemini? No. What sign? I'm, I'm not telling. What? Stop you trying to get me in trouble on this podcast. One side is bad. No, and then not everybody stop trying to get me cancelled. <laughs> You've got it. We won't continue until you tell us. Yep, that well, will be the end. I, listen, a major part of my job is waiting out stubborn 19-year-olds who don't want to ask the question. <laughs> answer the question that I've just asked so I will win it's Pisces yeah it's absolutely Pisces okay. <laughs> I'm, Cap- I'm Capricorn so I was just really hoping you were gonna say Capricorn and we like start fight so we started a podcast at the end and you know what the tricky it. thing is now when people are like you know what like when did you you know you must love Harry Potter I'm not sure <laughs> if that's how I would describe my relationship to this series anymore. I yeah. used to. God, I used to love this series. And I used to love. I like I love. Oh, my God. I just. I loved it. And I probably would have gone on loving it forever. Mm-hmm. If yeah. The author hadn't been such a turf. Yeah. Yep. It's really, yeah. it's really tainted it for me. Yeah. yeah yeah same it's like something really hard to reckon with like both as a fan and a content creator yeah. it's and like all the time people are like oh you run a podcast like what's it about and i'm like <laughs> yeah. you're like harry potter and fun fact i love trans people yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the other questions that we ask is what house are you guys yes ravenclaw we're definitely ravenclaws nice undeniable yeah. ravenclaws we're just like why solve a problem when you can think about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an easy one. Uh, the next question we normally ask is, why have you chosen this chapter? <laughs> Which I'm now convinced it's called based on your emails. Like, I want to do the tiny yeah, boat. Yeah, the tiny boat chapter. So, Marcel, tell the story of the tiny boat, please. <laughs> like, tell the story of why we call it the tiny boat? or tell yeah. the story. Yeah, okay. So when so when we recorded our podcast episode about this movie and Neil had joined us and we were exhausted and we were drunk and I don't at this point like the actual origin story of the tiny boat is probably more apocryphal than like I just I just feel like we were he just started doing a really she so Marcel has a really good impression of Dumbledore from the movies <laughs> because he makes me so, he makes me so mad yeah. yeah because Michael Gambon didn't read the books and so his idea of Dumbledore is like fundamentally at odds with yeah. the Dumbledore with the character yeah it's so funny to blame him rather than say the director and screenwriters I mean, I blame them too, but he said in interviews he refused to re- read the books because he thought that what the directors and scriptwriters wanted should be more important. 
So I'm going to place blame on him too. (laughs) That just sounds like more reason to blame the director. (laughs) Like the director is directing this performance. Anyway, the point is that the performance is unhinged. Yeah. And like, (laughs) don't get me wrong. I love a filmic adaptation that does its own thing. I think think adaptation is a wonderful way to reimagine a character. Mm. But I require... I require in-world consistency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very bourgeois of you. A fancy bitch, okay? <laughs> and I require in-world consistency if I'm going to suspend my disbelief. And the thing that I cannot suspend my disbelief for is that Dumbledore would have been researching Tom Marvolo Riddle, Lord Voldemort, and the making of Horcruxes for, like, 16 or more years and be like, well, I don't know. It could be anything. It could be a tin can. Like, actually, the whole point is it couldn't be a tin can. That's actually kind of the whole point. So, so Marcel starts doing this Dumbledore impression where, like, Dumbledore's just like, well, I don't even know. And then we get to the scene where we're talking about the cave and Marcel's like, this is tiny boat. And Harry's like, I don't know, sir, will I fit? And Dumbledore's like, I've got the tiny boat. So this is incredible because today when I was I was audiobooking the chapter, and this is gonna be like the most Tory sentence to ever leave my mouth, but so well the first bit is a bit right now I live with my parents, which is that's gonna be a stretch. I know, right? So right now I live with my parents, which is exactly what you want to do when you're 28. But um, they oh, have... You're a tiny baby. You're a tiny baby. They have like, I mean, calling it as a lake is an extreme... A very, it's a very large pond, but it has like an island in the middle of it and it's got a tiny boat. Charlie's so actually today... an heiress. Um, no, <laughs> no, no. Not. That's a joke. No. Sorry. <laughs> Is the, the, is the fact that you're thing. trying to downplay the size of your parents' <laughs> lake? It's a lake, but it's okay but, because, like, realistically, you could throw something like, from one end to the other. It's like a pretty it's, small lake. Is it's, it also in a cave? No. no. You have to go through a cave. Exactly not. But there is, like, a little, like, um, boathouse thing that could be the cave. So, but yeah, today I was like texting Hannah, like, "Oh my god, we have to recreate the scene." I was about to say, "I was gonna do it." Is is it the kind of lake one can get into? Yeah, if you don't mind, no, (laughs) No, I want to play when we reenact the scene. I want to play the corpses. It is what we're trying to get. I want to be the one. I want to be reaching out of the water trying to grab you. (laughs) What? It's full of eels, but. They're harmless eels. <laughs> They're just little eels. It's all good. She didn't tell and me fish. this when I first got into this I lake. I didn't know. Well, and that's a you problem. Also, when we first got in, we were so Hannah drunk. Was was attacked by a swarm of eels. <laughs> yeah. The shrieking eels. The yeah. Shrieking oh my eels. god! Great reference. That's fine. I just was about to say, like, if you you're not allowed to get drunk and get into a body of water that you can't stand up in. That's yeah. my, this is where Hannah puts on her, actually, I'm the adult here. And I won't tell you about the amount of times I've done that then. That's fine. We'll I, just need you, I just you, need you to know I'm that it's really all fun and games swim- until somebody rounds. I'm a no. really good swimmer. I was once a swimming teacher, so like, I'm fine. 
<laughs> but I'm not fine. I am not a good swimmer. No. <laughs> I am a I am a mediocre swimmer at best. And one time on a work retreat, we were all at this cabin on a lake and we were all very drunk and we thought it would be really fun to go skinny dipping. But because I am convinced that the worst possible scenario will always happen, I was like, well, if I go in, if I'm drunk and I go skinny dipping, I'm going to drown and then You're they'll find my, my naked dead body and then and everybody's going to look at your butt. Yeah. So instead, I'm going to wear a life jacket. And Good, I totally And I was like, this is incredible because if I were just wearing my bathing suit, I would be less, I would have less on. I then, totally knew there's a life jacket on kids and a life jacket. Literally the funniest image. I think I if I'd rather dead. be found butt naked than butt yeah. naked with a life jacket on. Exactly. Yeah. That's not yeah. gonna but the life jacket was to keep me alive, you guys. Oh yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. I mean, I get one, that, but <laughs> one time Marcel and her lovely, unbelievably weird partner, Trevor came and visited another friend and I who were spending a month at a cabin working on our dissertations. And I went, so the cabin, the lake that this cabin was on was quite quite deep and kind of like right off the dock, it was quite deep. And Trevor kept insisting that he had to bring some sort of flotation device uh, into the lake with him whenever he went in. And he just kept saying, in, in this very in this very serious voice he just kept saying i'm, I'm just not a confident swimmer fucking <laughs> image of this adult man with like a little fucking pool noodle just that being like be well me. i'm just i'm just, just not, not a, a confident cook. swimmer The last question we ask people, which I feel is needed, as we've all got very giggly anyway, is what mm. are we drinking and why? Mm. Well, we we requested mimosas because it is before noon for me. <laughs> so it's, it's We're breakfast. We're so sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Hannah no. was very insistent that she could not get drunk in the morning. And I was like, I'll get drunk on mimosas. And she was like, oh, <laughs> mimosas don't it's all fine. Perfect. Yeah, it's literally like, there's, a breakfast there's drink. There's no morning drinking, but then Marcel reminded me of this breakfast drink, and I was like, yeah. It, it was this or 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 Caesars, but um, oh, don't. Marcel oh, and I are both no. vegetarians, no. so no. <laughs> it doesn't work. Don't talk to us about no. It is the only drink that we have refused not to finish, but we've had one sip and actually been like, we are not drinking out that. of a hundred drinks over a hundred drinks that is the first time we've ever put we our have foot tried down and- alcohol from most countries on this planet and we will not drink that <laughs> the canadian caesar is unacceptable it's the, honestly the worst thing that's ever i entered my mouth i'm sorry <laughs> the national drink of our terrible country so <laughs> it's kind of like like you know how people kind of think that Canada's like nice and good. Mm-hmm. Canada's actually like the national equivalent of that drink. Evil and twisted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Gross. suddenly regretting Gross the fact I'm weird. going to a wedding in Canada next year. <laughs> Maybe I'll cancel. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Can I tell you guys a joke that is gonna be like just so lost on on everybody Us? except Marcel? Yes. Yeah. But uh a beloved Canadian singer songwriter Gordon Lightfoot died this week. And he is known for many excellent songs, but my personal favorite is a very long sea shanty called The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which is like 
10 minutes long. Um, and it is about a real historical wreck uh, that happened on Lake Superior, which is the largest of the Great Lakes. And so a friend of mine was saying that, like, she and her colleagues were chatting about the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and about Lake Superior in the context of Gordon Lightfoot's passing. And that her colleague referred to Lake Superior as they as the gloat. The greatest lake, lake, of, all lake of, all of all time. time. <laughs> gloat. <laughs> That's quite good. Which That's I really, really funny. like. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. I like that. So anyway, big, it's a big let's lake. go like from big smaller. lakes. Hold on. Let's go from big lakes to small. No, did you just do the bit? <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, but I think Hannah did it first. Because oh. <laughs> you're both called Hannah. You're the same. I did, and I was still Lake talking Lakes. about Lake Huron. Oh, oh, do, no, your, do your great I... segue. Oh, no, I've hyped it up now. Should we go from big do lakes it. to small lakes and tiny Ooh! boats? Oh, my God. Look at that. I'm such yeah. a podcast. And from the wreck of big boats to the near wreck of a tiny boat. <sighs> mm-hmm. Wow. That... That that's a segue of all segues. That, that was the most professional this podcast has ever been and will ever be. Let's go. <laughs> Amazing. So what the hell happens to this chapter? Dumbledore and Harry land on a cliff above the sea. They've kind of landed on like an outcropping of rock that's fallen down from a cliff. And Dumbledore explains that Riddle would have climbed down the sheer cliff face with two other children using just magic to stop them from falling, which is obviously very advanced magic for someone who doesn't know the type of magic they teach at Hogwarts, which is using wands and specific spells to kind of harness your magic. Um, mm-hmm. which shows how powerful he's basically he was. Gollum yeah I, I was imagining kind of like a ma- I don't know how much magic Gollum has <laughs> I was imagining it kind of like the magic of a mountain goat because I don't know how they work to be honest like oh, yeah. how are they sticking to a cliff <laughs> yeah that or he's got the energy of one of those like rock climbing bros you know that they uh, work yeah. in tech and do like rock climbing and stuff that's just young Voldemort that was 10 I mean, year old yeah. Voldemort mm-hmm. Gollum literally has the magic of the one ring so his magic that's the ring's magic but listen but he has it with him picture a young tom riddle as like a a weird tree frog yeah (laughs) how much magic does a tree frog have yeah oh my god sticky magic sticky finger magic magic. (laughs) oh my god what if young voldemort was just really sticky ew (laughs) Do you guys know it's the bit in Bojack when Charlie Weatherspoon is like, oh my god, am I blowing you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Oh He's my god, just that's a really it. sticky little boy. He didn't actually mean to steal the other children's stuff. He just, <laughs> just touched stuck. it and it got stuck to him. As are the two other children. <laughs> Voldemort's and he didn't want to bring them down that cliff. <laughs> just just it. And then that's the thing that was so scary to them that they couldn't articulate. They're like, we don't know how it happened. We don't know. We don't know. We were stuck. <laughs> Voldemort's origin story of why he's so evil is just because he was such too, a sticky child. <laughs> too sticky. Too sticky. 
Sticky! Dumbledore then proceeds to jump into the sea without checking if Harry knows how to swim, which I find very funny because Harry was an abused child who clearly, in book four, they kind of be, go like, you know, he had like one swimming lesson and knows how to swim. I'm not sure this kid knows how to swim well enough in the sea. No. And Dumbledore's just like, you good? Yeah, we're going in. Yeah. Like, you Especially- survived, you survived the, that second task. Yeah, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I he had saw webbed... him not drown one other time. Yeah, yeah, but he had webbed feet and hands and gills, but this is the same. <laughs> I also, I just can't picture Voldemort swimming because obviously he's been here since and like, if he ever has to go check on her up on it, he's got to swim and I just can't picture that man, you know, doing the breaststroke like, what? I totally imagine him arriving and parting the seas like fucking Moses, you yeah. know? Just, I'm so sorry, I forget. Am I allowed to swear? I guess we're yeah, many yeah, swears yeah. go. Yeah. So just No, he swims like a little frog. <laughs> Pew. Tom Riddle, little frog. Yeah. Voldemort, fucking Moses. Especially considering oh, I frog. think I think Harry mentions he's got his the wand two in his <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Harry's got his wand? Harry's got his wand in his mouth. So is Voldemort swimming along with a wand in his mouth like a dog with a stick in the sea? Because <laughs> he can't tuck it behind his ear because oh, he no. doesn't have ears I mean, anymore. He is. <laughs> He's like an eel, you know? Like the eels in Charlie's parents' lake. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I also want to know, did Dumbledore check the tide times and the weather before choosing the night for this mission? Because Harry says the fissure would have filled up with water if it had been high tide. And also Harry specifically says it's not very windy and this would have been very difficult in high winds and waves. And I'm just thinking about sea safety and I want to know what Dumbledore checked. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know what? You're really convincing me that you are a good swimmer. Thank you. I, you've got to think of your sea safety. Um, yeah. She is a nightmare to go on holiday with because she is that person that will see like a piece of land way out on the horizon and be like, I can swim there. And I'm like, well, please don't because I can't. Go right ahead. I'll be here having fun. I'll be on the beach with my cocktail. You swim those two miles. Yeah. I've never actually Enjoy. done it. I just want to say that I can. It's just one of my annoying habits. <laughs> you you say it too much. One day you're going to do it. One day you're going to get a few drinks in you and you're going to swim somewhere that you shouldn't. I would actively bully you into doing it. So, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, do maybe it. this show is me. how I've show, show me, show me. Show me right do now. It. Do, do it. it. Do it. Do it. Do it, you do coward. It. And do you know what I would? Well, so I'm, let's not go on a holiday I, together. I'm pretty sure that's probably how you ended up in my parents' lake, to be fair. <laughs> do it, you coward. Yeah, probably. Okay. Sure so that. that's yeah. also kind of the energy Dumbledore d- uses to get Harry into this cave. Yeah, yeah. he's just like, I'm going, do, do it, it, you coward. coward. Yep. I um, actually had a note that I had for like a little bit later on, but I like to think that... Dumbledore actually went in advanced and like scouted the entire situation out. This is how Harry's like, he just seemed to know, you know, he just kind of looked around and was like, yes, this is how we go through. But maybe that's also how he knew that like the weather and the tide would be fine because he's literally gone ahead and done it all just so that he can look really impressive to Harry. Never told Harry. Yeah. Yeah. I would not put that past him. When you're as old as me, you get really good at magic and you can just feel it. I just know (laughs) that the little boat is here. He actually bought the little boat earlier. (laughs) 
I would 100% believe That's this. That's his yes. boat. He brought it from home. Yeah. yeah. He was like, there's no way of crossing this lake, but I have to submerge the boat to make it look cool and impressive because I can't just like have yeah. a boat waiting. Yeah. He put those in fury in there too. It's all just... For sure, for sure, Harry, when he's like, what if we just tried summoning it? And Dumbledore's like, yeah, okay. Okay, go. Yeah, try it. <laughs> try it. Try it. Try, yeah. try, 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 there was magic here. It's I'm so old and wise. Yeah. He's oh, a I'm gonna do, Explain like, to I'm going to do a ton of like really intense, powerfully magical stuff that you are neither capable of doing, nope. nor will I even explain it to you. And then I'm going to tell you this is me having explained how to hunt horcruxes. And then I'm going to die on yeah. purpose. <laughs> on purpose. So... <laughs> So unsurprising that Harry spends the majority of the following book just kind of camping. Yeah. Yeah. Because what the fuck is he supposed to do? Just like sense magic in a cave? I don't. Dumbledore knows at this stage, even if he isn't going to die tonight, he'll be dead in the next three months. This might be the only time they're going Horcrux hunting together. And he's like, yeah, this place is. How? What are you feeling? Tell Harry how you know that. Here's a totally hidden cave that I found out about through information you have no access to in any way and never could. The hidden cave is impossible to find and has 17 barriers and requires the most powerful wizard in the world to uh, to retrieve the Horcrux. Also, it didn't work. Anyway, it's like, anyway, enjoy. <laughs> <Yeah>. now, <laughs> this chapter, well, this moment also kicks off another really annoying theme, particularly in this chapter, of just using the word penetrate constantly. <laughs> Specifically right now, the line, we need to penetrate the inner place. You could have phrased that any we other way. We need to penetrate the inner place? The inner place. place. <laughs> <laughs> She's the fact Listen. checking. Oh, loving the British copy. The Canadian oh, copy yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't have American copies in this country. Although, you know what? I, no, I say that, but then look at, look at the one that I pulled off the yes. shelf. That's an alternative British copy as well. Oh, is it? Oh, good. Because it says... Oh, it says That's not really showing up. It's Bloomsbury, but it's also Raincoast. It's not... There we go. There we go. There we go. Raincoast, which is the Canadian distributor. I'm a bit of a nerd for different editions and country copies of the books. We need to penetrate the inner place. The yeah. inner place! <laughs> it's horrific. Don't say That's that. That's what she said. Am I right, ladies? He says, <laughs> this is merely the antechamber, the entrance hall. We need to penetrate the inner place. Like, what, whoa. What yeah. Dumbledore is saying is that he wants a deep dive. You know, yeah. that's what he's saying. I mean, they've already gotten very wet, so... <laughs> Sorry, he's he is penetrating the inner place with his blackened fingertips. So <laughs> yep. we're just I'm actually just gonna see myself out. Speaking oh, of I... wet, this entire time Harry has been soaking wet and freezing, and Dumbledore just has not noticed. No. And no. then he 
I blame Harry in this situation because this is a simple spell that Hermione has been using since the fourth book and Dumbledore should be really worried about the fact that Harry did not have to automatically use it on himself and questioning if this stupid child is ready for this Horcrux hunt that he can't use a drying spell. Okay, but the thing is, Harry is so dumb that Dumbledore really should have been like, I do need to dry off this ridiculously stupid child. And the fact that he doesn't and almost throws him to death makes this the second time in the series that that No Shot Shot No Shot We have a punishment whenever we mix up Voldemort and Dumbledore because we do it like at least once an episode that we have to do a shot. That's gonna have to be added into my next episode, Hannah. I don't have shottable liquid here. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, this makes Carry it the on. second time that Dumbledore has almost frozen Harry to death in the series. The first one being when he left him on a fucking doorstep in like November in London. Well, sorry. He would have Dead died. He would have frozen. Dead baby. We've tested Dumbledore this. We loves- checked... Th- we check the I'm temperature. I'm sorry, you tested it. <laughs> no, wait, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. We brewed a baby for nine every, months. No. Every November 1st, we check the temperature in the middle of the night to see what temperature it reaches. And it is always a temperature that would kill a baby. How? Sorry. <laughs> to confirm, I have never I... tested it with a real life baby. How do you know what temperature would kill a baby? Well, Google. Like, like Google, how you long can you leave a baby outside? <laughs> it's really questionable. Okay, I need you to know that having Googled what temperature will kill a baby, you are on a list. <laughs> yeah. But we've also then reenacted it. Jesus. <laughs> you are truly inspirational. I don't think you mean that in a complimentary (laughs) way, do you? I think you mean that in the way like inspirational of don't be like them. (laughs) No. So So anyway, then there's a boat. Not yet. (laughs) First there's blood. Turns out you need some blood to Well, when you penetrate that deep. When you penetrate that deep, you will find blood. blood. Exactly. Um, This is really stupid because... Dumbledore's like, well, Voldemort will have wanted to weaken the person. The only person getting in here has magic. And Dumbledore himself cuts himself open and immediately heals it. Again, healing spells seem like relatively, you should know them by the time you're 17. So how is it weakening the person? I know you're losing a bit of blood, but you're closing it up straight away. I guess maybe it's symbolic. But then what I really love is that Dumbledore really has an attitude of like... really like that's so passe like blood like you be more of a cliche (laughs) dumbledore's magic is highbrow voldemort's magic is lowbrow it's very lowbrow i mean you've said that you like to you know research the reality of these things so have you ever like bled a bunch and then tried (laughs) drinking a pain potion uh no. Uh, maybe yet. Maybe Dumbledore had a harder time withstanding that potion because he'd lost a, a very small amount of blood. <laughs> like, have like, you ever like cut yourself and then taken an Advil? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's not that effective. Think about it. it's like it's like if you donate blood, you shouldn't go drinking after. No, you should have a juice and a cookie. Yeah. 
So it's like that. It's like I would argue that you should go drinking after because you're gonna get drunk faster. I take it back. I take it. I take back. You're a wreck. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so he bleeds on the wall, and then Harry thinks something truly devastating. Yeah, and to be fair, whilst it might be really cliche that Voldemort's like, yes, it must be blood, there are worse bodily fluids he could have asked for. Did you have so, to go well, into bodily fluids? Did you have I to? I do. I have to bring up bodily fluids once per episode. I really dislike that. Imagine <laughs> if he required <laughs> semen. Like... I mean, I knew that's where Very your mind sexist. was going to go. Very sexist was... if he could only require semen, right? Yeah. But he is Voldemort. I feel like if we're going to criticise him for something, probably sexism is relatively low down on the list. Yeah, he seems <laughs> to not be particularly concerned. About... Blood is so easy to get out of your body. It should Spit? have been... Huh? <laughs> Spitting is easy. Blood. So easy. So easy to get oh, out of your so body. It should have been something been that's like... harder to get out. Yeah, like exactly. Tears. <laughs> you, have to, you have to cry on the you wall. You have to have a good cry. Sweat. <laughs> Maybe Female a drop. Ejaculate. <sighs> Maybe a drop of each bodily fluid. Like you got to get them all. Yes. Got to catch them all. Got to gotta gotta catch them all. all. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No. I got. I got to tell you. I got to tell you that Please when I briefly for a year and briefly for almost two years worked for an AIDS service organization, there was um, a... Is this a segue from Gotta Catch Em All? <laughs> uh, it wasn't, but it is now. We used to, we would run these workshops about HIV transmission and, you know, which bodily fluids transmit HIV and which ones don't. And um, we had a, a staff a staff member who I don't know if this was like a recent like a recent scientific discovery that he had sort of like grabbed onto and really wanted it to be his legacy or or what but he was insistent that anal secretions are also one of the fluids and I just remember my colleagues being like we you are they're already <laughs> there are already so many fluids at play if you are engaging in anal sex anal secretions are probably not a real concern but he just kept insisting like no 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 there are five you think there are four but there are five because there's anal anal secretions and so this is what that reminds me of i'm gonna need you to go ahead and tell me what an anal secretion is well so according to my colleague an mm-hmm. anal secretion is what allows you to poop without being in terrible pain. Oh, does your butt self luby? It, it, I know this because of people that have um, stoma bags. They obviously can't poo, but they still have anal secretion, which is apparently an extremely weird feeling. Um, huh. In really bad timing, my cat is attacking my ass. It <laughs> 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 anal secretion. <laughs> classic that is a classic todd move that is a classic todd move is the thing yes i think we've solved it to get in you should have to you know anal secretion secretion. all over the wall wow this took a turn i'm glad i'm glad that we have the episode title so early in yeah we're good (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry are we early in how long are we recording for (laughs) 
we are not far through the notes yeah i'm sorry so, um i blame yeah. you for telling stories about anal secretion but actually uh, a very good point because you know what if anybody is going to be responsible for dragging this on to six hours it's going to be these two jokers <laughs> dumbledore says your blood is worth more than mine and like i get that he's probably just saying that um, nice. he doesn't want to injure harry harry is a child he should be in charge things like that but it did make me wonder if anything is to do with the fact that harry's blood now resides in voldemort and there would be yeah. something about the cave recognizing harry in some way mm. and it's setting off some sort of alert system i think he's literally like because we've seen harry's blood being used for other like really powerful magical things so i think it literally is like there's something going on in your blood that's not going on in mine. Yeah, but, but, also he has less of it, and so it's literally because he's smaller. smaller? <laughs> you yeah. think a you think a sixteen year old is smaller than a two hundred and seven year old? He man? is. Dumbledore's really tall, and Harry is I mean, like a well, short ass. Tall, canonically. Yeah. Harry's short. Harry's yeah. really canonically. short, canonically. Canonically? Okay. Canonically. Anyway, anyway, Harry does. He, he. Hey, 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 listeners, write in. Let us know which characters you think have the most blood in them. <laughs> when they're leaving, Harry does have a cut, and he's like, "No, no, don't worry, sir. I yeah. cut myself." So, I mean, maybe because they're leaving, it's like, "Don't worry about it. No, worry cool. about it." Yeah, right. because not to be we know- not, not to be a Debbie Downer or anything. No, it's because probably we some mystical fucking shit Dumbledore saying to sound cool. Yeah, your yeah. blood is so important. Just like let me do it. I'm older. So they enter through the cave into the edge of a big dark lake with a greenish glow at the center, and Dumbledore's like, "Let's just start walking around because I don't know what we're doing." He and definitely, definitely not been here already. <laughs> I haven't been here. I haven't planted a boat in this lake. Harry um, asks if they can try a summoning charm. <laughs> And bless Dumbledore, he's like, go ahead. Go ahead, sweetie. That boat has carved on it the SS Dumbledore, and then it's (laughs) it's just crudely scratched out. Yeah, Yeah, it's got like a little like property of Albus Dumbledore tag on the inside. And as we know, Harry has no observation skills and has never seen anything Uh -uh. in his entire life, Uh -uh. so he's never going to spot that. Harry, much like the Michelle, cannot read. But yeah, I love that Dumbledore uses this as like a teaching moment. He's like, yeah, you can summon it without teaching him anything else all day. Exactly. (laughs) The one time that he teaches him something, it's just to let Harry look like an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Go, go. Yeah. 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 Give it a try, fucko. (laughs) Do it. Do it. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. Yeah. Me at you saying you can swim to a lake. (laughs) Oh, you can swim to it? Are you sure? You're just going to swim there? Cool. Let's see say it let's see if you've said it, it do it let's go and then dumbledore is really evasive about what's in the water he's like <laughs> even though it said large and pale and dumbledore a hundred percent knows it's dead bodies dumbledore's like i don't know it could be anything i'm like stop it he's now gonna see it for the first time when he's in the boat just yeah. tell him it's dead bodies maybe, maybe prep him for that you know <laughs> No. Or even if you don't know for sure, be like Harry. Statistically speaking, it's probably probably corpses. dead bodies. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do something really rare and defend Dumbledore here. Okay. <laughs> what? And yeah, I know, I know. I think we've had amply demonstrated to us throughout the previous books 
that Harry learns exclusively through experience. Harry has never learned anything from a book. He's never learned anything from somebody telling him. He learns by, like, bashing his human body against things until he understands them. Like, that is just how Harry learns. And so Dumbledore's like, I could tell you it's dead bodies, but you're just going to be like, what? It's what? Who? What is it? What's going on? Why? Like, you won't, you just won't understand oh, until a zombie leaps out of the lake. And then you'll be like, oh. oh. Dumbledore tells Harry it's dead bodies. Harry puts his hand on the water and he's like, I have further evidence that Dumbledore definitely put the boat there is like, can't Voldemort fly? <laughs> I mean, or is this just in like Dumbledore the film? Yeah. Like, You're right. Dumbledore Voldemort. put the boat there because Voldemort can fly. So could he not just fly <laughs> over the lake? That is a superb point. Could Voldemort fly when he put this Horcrux in there? Mm, however, how many years ago was it? 20, 25 years ago. And I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the next book for your listeners. But we do learn in the next book that creature and Regulus had to take that tiny boat. So you know, oh, maybe it's property of Regulus. I mean, yeah, that does spoil the joke, but <laughs> yeah, thanks, Marcel. <laughs> maybe Regulus took his little boat with him, so then Dumbledore it's did a, have to bring his br- own. It's a bring your own boat <laughs> situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BYOB, yeah. yeah. BYOB, that's, what, that's what you have to do when you visit your parents' lake. Um, <laughs> I just so, want to point out, again, I'm going to keep, because it's a video podcast, I just want you to see. Excellent. <laughs> I drew, Absolutely I amazing. Draw Please tell boat. me that is the only annotation you have in that book. Yeah. And that would rule. <laughs> Harry questions whether the boat is big enough to carry them both. And... Dumbledore gives the most ridiculous answer. He basically says that Voldemort wouldn't have cared about the amount of people, but the amount of magical power. Okay, but boats still care. Like, <laughs> boats. if it's, if it's a small enough boat... Boats. Is, does physics it, work in the magical world? I don't think not, it does. But like, that's not, You don't know how boats work. <laughs> but I just feel like... It, this was a really reasonable question from Harry for once. Like, if it was a tiny fucking boat, you'd be like, "Hey, it is literally that's described not as a tiny boat." Tiny boat. Because tiny he's boat. like, Harry's like, I had to crouch down. I have never seen a boat small enough where it couldn't fit two grown men sitting with their knees up at least. Like, how small is yeah. this boat? So like, it's, it's a really tiny, tiny boat, boat, you guys. It's such a wizard answer of Dumbledore to be like, oh, it's the amount of magical power. It's still a fucking boat. It's got a float. Like... No. Stop talking about physics. Does it? Does it need to float? But also... That lake is full of corpses. (laughs) Does it need to float? (laughs) Does it just need to gently slide? (laughs) Yeah. Did you ever have to do one of those team building exercises? Where you have to like move something, but you're not allowed to stand up, so you all kind of lie down and roll and like roll something on what? you. What? What? I'd have never heard of this before. What? what? You guys You've never do done this? this? Oh, this is a British thing, clearly. It's team building exercises. You have to yeah. roll on the 100%. floor. In, so you on like your soccer and like... rugby teams, you do this. Football. <laughs> oh, sorry. Football. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. 
<laughs> should be. Should be. Um, <laughs> but also this whole like, okay, so only an adult can fit in. This is like a specific bit. We know like the trace exists in the wizarding world that magic can be traced if you're under 16, but that it isn't specific. Like if Ron, for example, does magic in the burrow, it actually wouldn't make a difference because it is only the area, not to the wizard. So right. it just like made me question how like we're never going to find out but the specificities of this spell work that mm -hmm. it because Dumbledore almost explained it as the amount of magic he's like I've got so much magic I am so powerful it's not going to notice you I'm like well if it's an amount of magic then would you as a single person sink the boat no because Voldemort's very powerful and is presumably getting in his little boat so like yeah. it must be an age thing but why it's if you're going to say no other wizards would you not just make it no other magic because like we know the loophole is there so that creature can do it and we know it's part of voldemort's whole character that he continuously underestimates children and and other magical creatures this is just me basically That's, saying voldemort's an idiot yeah i'm starting to suspect that this book series doesn't hold up i know crazy right shock oh. can't believe it i can't cannot... these plot points are not well thought through. <laughs> I cannot believe that J.K. Rowling may be not a very intelligent person. Mad. <laughs> Wild. Um, Does it's... not understand science. <laughs> yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. neither do I, but you know. <laughs> but it's but fine. You're baby. not writing you <laughs> I... Oh, sorry. Did you just say neither do you? Because you were making some pretty bold claims about folks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't boat. understand science. She says, being like, if you put a person in a boat here, it'll go like this. And if you put a person in a boat here, it'll go like this. Well, look, I spent a lot of time on Daddy's Lake in a boat. Uh, <laughs> get out. <laughs> yeah, that everybody a spent a lot of time on Daddy's Lake, if you know what I mean. Ew! Ew! Ew, what? <laughs> no, I don't know what I don't. I also do not know what I mean. <laughs> but it's Harry... fine if you make the plot hole uh Voldemort's like main floor it's like no no it's fine it's not a plot hole because it was Voldemort's main floor all along that he mm -hmm. underestimates mm -hmm. children and magical creatures yeah yep. and he's afraid of corpses but you don't need to be afraid of corpses they definitely won't pull your alive <laughs> human body to the bottom of this lake and drown you that is the most ridiculous side where he's like don't be afraid of the dead body the enchanted dead bodies they're not don't dead be afraid bodies, of though. these they're dead enchanted. bodies they are going to they are totally gonna drown you yeah Dumbledore but... is way too chill about these dead bodies <laughs> Dumbledore yeah. don't be afraid of the dark don't be afraid of dead bodies definitely don't be afraid of dead bodies in the dark, in the dark. when you're enchanted yeah. and yeah. we'll pull you under yeah. water yeah. and drown yeah. you have you seen how fucking great our boat is we're fine <laughs> I know it's really small. tiny I know it's, small. <laughs> it's a small boat but it's a small okay, listen. this boat this boat is the horcrux yeah I've been, I've been, I have been using this boat for 30 years. I mean, this is the first time I've seen it. <laughs> Professor, is that your name? Shut up, Harry. <laughs> What's that over there? Look, Harry, another dead body leaping from the water, but don't be afraid. No, no, no it won't hurt no, you. No, no, it can fine. just leap out the water. I like to fine. think that they are leaping, like fully like dolphins <laughs> like leaping dolphin. out of the water. Like Maybe maybe it's like the wizarding equivalent of you being like the lake's lovely you can get in it it is full of eels <laughs> because when you said that i felt insane 
But you were like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, chock-a-block full of eels, but you can get in. You do know they're that most gonna... lakes you've been on, you know the stories you were telling us earlier probably had eels in, don't you? No. Yeah, they did. No, we're yeah. in a different country than you. Uh, you have eels. <laughs> I think you have eels. Not I eels. I don't think our lakes have freshwater eels. There are snakes. Oh yeah, that's there's water snakes for worse. sure. That's and worse. snapping turtles and worse, like you've... fucking some of the ugliest fish you've ever seen. I'm I'm Not... good with my eels. I'm gonna <laughs> listen. I'm gonna be researching eels for a while, so you guys just continue. <laughs> cool. Okay. Cool. You're like I need. You're like I, I. When I said I was a know it all, I must now pause to Google things so I can win this mm-hmm. argument. Yeah. So this is a like big Gemini yeah. energy. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Dumbledore then says a very, very important thing to Harry. He's like, Harry, are you listening? Harry, are you listening? Are you listening, Harry? Harry, are you listening? Fire is needed to stop Inferi. Do you get it? (laughs) Fire. And Harry's like, I got it. I got it, sir. I got it. But also... Don't worry, sir. Such a great callback to book one where it was yeah. like with the devil snare, like fire is needed. And all three are like, what? Who? What? Where? Uh, Can you light one? There's no word. I don't know what's happening. Fire? Jeez. And then we enter. Is there freshwater eels in Ontario? Mm. I was wrong. It's, and I you know why? retroactively regret every choice I've made. Do, do yes. you know why? Colonial because, of col- because of colonization. <laughs> <laughs> there were... No eels. You can't believe you brought your fucking eels here. Oh Sorry about yes, that. Yes, we can. <laughs> this is the worst thing the Brits have ever done. Yeah, we. Oh God, yeah. this is the by eels. far the worst thing. The eels. Did you guys? Did you guys know that there was an early British colonizer who wanted to bring every kind of bird ever mentioned? by Shakespeare to Canada? Uh, I did not, re- but I absolutely as- believe it. As a result, introduced like a ton of invasive species and absolutely devastated the ecosystem. <sighs> I'd just like, like to say envi- sorry. Yeah, the, but the whole environmental impact aside, imagine that being your life goal. <laughs> Pick a different thing. <laughs> I know. I know we're I know we're pressed for time, but I gotta <laughs> tell you that recently. I was at this like big group dinner thing and we have this 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 friend bless him very nice very very English I can't tell you it's a secret his name is Matt I don't think you know him and I made a joke I made a joke about his people colonizing and he was like you know what I just I can't even I can't even say anything you know because like we yeah like we you know like you know there's just nothing left to say about it and I was like I'd still say sorry though <laughs> You can still say sorry. Yeah, I hate to break it to you, but there is actually quite a bit left to say about it. Mm-hmm. My bad. Oopsie. I'm sorry about the right. eels, and I'm sorry about the birds. Mm-hmm. So they get in this little boat. And Dumbledore says, fire, fire. Yeah. And Harry's like, cool, got it. Woo, didn't listen. And then we enter what I like yeah. to call. A, a perfect demonstration of why Dumbledore wasn't like, it's dead bodies in the lake. Because he's like... <laughs> Now that you've seen the dead bodies, fire. Fire is the thing to use. And Harry's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I will not be remembering that, sir. I will use every other spell in my arsenal apart from fire. Thank you. Yeah. And then we enter Taskmaster Harry Potter edition. 
Do you guys have Taskmaster? Do yeah, you... I know. Yeah. But like you, you have ours. <laughs> we yeah. can get your we can get British TV. But like I am it. I am a with Taskmaster. It See, is one yeah. of my favorite shows of all time. So you're telling us off for bringing you eels, but we're giving you Taskmaster, so I think that's a no, very fair trade. you kept Taskmaster there and let me come visit it. <laughs> you can visit the eels. <laughs> I'm required to visit the eels because you put them in my lakes. <laughs> so okay, so why is it like Taskmaster? For any listeners that are unfamiliar with Taskmaster, it's basically like a TV kind of game show thing with comedians where the Taskmaster sets them a task and kind of the design of the program is that really you have to try and think of a way of doing the task that like breaks the rules without breaking the rules. So some people do just straight up follow the rules, but everyone tries to find like the most chaotic way of like possibly doing something and kind of bending the rules and then the taskmaster makes a judgment on whether you actually did it or not so that's exactly how i treated this so we know that the rules are there is a basin on like a pedestal full of liquid with a locket in it and the potion cannot be penetrated by hand once again really didn't need to say penetrate vanished Parted, scooped yeah. up, siphoned away, transformed, charmed, or otherwise made to change its nature. Therefore, we are still perfectly able to tip out the basin, <laughs> evaporate the water, penetrate it with an object, uh, water it down, that just break, break the basin, or my favourite, big magnet. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that Dumbledore is really hasty to say it's got to be drunk. Yeah, I the, the question that I've but always you, had, but when you when you scoop it out, it refills. But when you scoop it out with a goblet and tip it down your throat, it doesn't refill. But does it refill yeah. if you scoop it out with a goblet and tip it on the floor? Has always been my question because, like, how does it know? How does the potion know? Is Great there question. like a if the potion interacts with saliva, it will not refill but what if you have a real dry mouth yeah <laughs> i remember in the original run of which please i was complaining to marcel about the fact that when people use polyjuice potion it reproduces aspects of their body that would not be encoded in their dna so like for mm. example moody is still missing his eye very when good point and I was like, that doesn't make any sense because like if you're if the potion, if you use like hair, it's obviously like you're getting some DNA for the person. So you should it should only be it should only reproduce information that is encoded in your DNA. And Marcel's response to me, which I will remember forever, was it's fucking magic, dude. <laughs> like it's not they're not doing science. <laughs> All of these podcasts that exist of us unpacking this book and being like, you know, this doesn't work. And anyone could just turn around and be like, it's fucking magic. Fucking, you mag fucking magic, dude. I just think if you're going to list things that can't be done, you're opening a can of worms and you then have to cover all the bases. You can't just no. list some and then leave Big Magnet unanswered. Exactly. Big yeah, magnet. that is. And also, <laughs> big, as, as big we Big Magnet know, Gate. <laughs> 
as we know about wizards as well, they they constantly underestimate like muggle inventions. Like we know Fred and George use like yes. lockpicks. We know that the famous did you get an older student to put your name in the goblet of fire as if that would have worked. We know mm. that wizards underestimate muggle inventions. So I am absolutely convinced they could have just got a really big magnet. Especially yeah. Voldemort because like his whole, I'm going to say it from the last episode, hubris. <laughs> <laughs> This became a joke because I can't say that word. Um, is that you know, it, he, what? What do you do with the you? You know, I don't it, know. Hu- hubris. Please hubris? don't start. Please don't start us on this track again. I cried last time. <laughs> you were what? You were saying it like humorous, weren't you? But like huber. Like I can't even do it. Hubris. Yeah. Hubris it- is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe the secret is um, like claw game. Yes, mm. you know, like those arcade games where you got to yeah. manipulate the claw. Yeah. Like it does that say that it can't be penetrated with a hand, but that doesn't rule That's out not a hand, objects, a or a penis, or a foot. Like there are any. <laughs> a penis. Why, why did your brain go to penis? Why? Why did it go to penis? Why? I, I, I just, just a second, Harry. I'm going to need you to turn around for a minute, just how so would that, that help? this all. Okay. <laughs> Tell me how it would help. The fact to put that you guys penis. are just like writing a porn parody <laughs> so then you have to jizz on the wall and then you gotta stick your dick in the fountain yes, <laughs> easy. Too, this is the podcast. if you've already jizzed on the wall it can be really hard to you know reboot yeah. excuse me well, I didn't have to shut up with a secretion. that was you too <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, like, you too, excuse me. (laughs) They're able to escape because Harry then, like, gives blood or whatever. But if it was semen, you would, and you were just one person, you you would need, like, 20 minutes, wouldn't you? You wouldn't be able to make a hasty escape. So, actually, it should have been semen on the wall. Depends on your refractory period. Yeah. Also, age, you know? Oh, yeah. I think we can all agree that younger people can reboot faster. Yeah. So Dumbledore is at a real disadvantage here, being 269 or something. Dumbledore would just be blowing dust. Dumbledore is definitely blowing dust. Oh my Um, god, I hate it! I hate it so much! But yeah, I absolutely agree with you that they did not try enough different ways to get this locket out the goblet before being like, the basin before being like, it it has to be drunk. Maybe it's because Dumbledore definitely came here in advance, but he just assumes it has to be drunk just immediately. Like... I kind of feel like he wanted to drink it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's like, if I die, then Severus doesn't have He's to like, kill me. Everybody's like, good. I'm yeah. so magical that it's really hard for me to get drunk. And so mm-hmm. I actually just kind of want to get really fucked up on this potion. <laughs> and I brought a yeah. 16-year-old to watch me. <laughs> Can you guys imagine, though, if after everything that happens, which I know you will get to in a moment once we stop <laughs> hypothesizing... Imagine they're just in the tiny boat on the way back to the wall, and Harry's like, "Oh, sir, I forgot. I brought the. I have this magnet on a keychain. <laughs> Do you think this? Do you think it would have worked? Do you think this would have worked in the ma- and the locket immediately like? <laughs> Harry puts the locket in his pocket and when he pulls it back out, it's stuck to the giant (laughs) magnet that he already had in there. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. What would actually happen is Harry wouldn't realise it would get fully to the next day. Dumbledore would be dead. Harry would recap Hermione on what went down and Hermione would go, 
but what about the big magnet I gave you just before you left? <laughs> Sirius's goddamn mirror, right? And Harry's like, what do you mean? What do you yeah. mean? What do you I, don't, mean? I don't have a something that Sirius wants. I never, no. I never opened the package. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Harry. Harry then agrees to force feed Dumbledore the potion if it comes to it and is extremely reluctant. They have a half page conversation of do it, no, do it, no, do it, no, do it, no. Okay, I'll do it. Um, and it goes on and on and on. And um, the valuable lesson that Harry is learning is... Oh, Daddy wants his num-nums. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided I quit in this moment. Oh. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to hang up. Bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, you God. quit. You want to go swim to an island? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but Danny Dumbledore <laughs> starts uh, drinking. But also, okay, point? I just wanted to say he'd never brought anyone before on these missions, and then this happens to be the only mission where he needs someone. Like, what would you, Dumbledore? What would you have done if you'd come alone? Like, what was your plan here? Oh no, but he did. <laughs> no, he came. He realized he needed somebody <laughs> yeah. else. He yeah. went back and got Harry. Back, got Harry. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, Harry, I think I found one. <laughs> He's actually taken a goblet full of the potion already. Like, damn, that's bad. I need help. I need help. <laughs> so he starts-, he starts drinking. He starts begging to stop. He's like, please don't make me. I can't do it. And as someone that's run a drunken podcast for like four or five years now, this is so relatable. The amount of times me and Hannah have had this exact conversation when drinking something gross. Um, it's so relatable. <laughs> Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. This was us Sorry, trying to we make We could it. have made you drink something gross for this yeah. podcast. But then we would have had to drink it. Yeah, exactly. you yeah. have to Great drink point. it too. Great point. I don't yeah. want to do no, that. We- We've had some horrific ones. Ironically, the worst was the Caesar, though. Like the Caesar, yeah. yeah. Dumbledore sounds like a child when he's protesting. He's like, please don't make me. And it sounds obviously so alien and horrible to the reader because we have never heard Dumbledore talk like this. He is always in charge. He's always like the one leading a situation. And he's All of a sudden, all of his L's are replaced with W's and he's saying, I'm a will, baby. Harry's the one I drink a potion. Please, Harry, no. This is exactly what he's doing. My toddler right now has two phrases. One is uh-oh and the other one is oh no. And that's Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. Marcel, I've been meaning oh, to address no. the fact that you don't send me enough videos of your kids oh. being cute. I'm sorry, you're right. I don't. I don't. So I'll, I will. I need vi- I need video evidence of both of those phrases. Oh no! no. Yeah. <laughs> what he does really start saying is, "It's my fault. Don't hurt them." And this is like quite. Don't hurt them. Sorry, you're probably trying to say something serious. No, I, 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 I mean, but your point's funnier. So, <laughs> what do you think, guys? What kind of horrible trauma do you think that he's picturing? Because he's been through a lot of them. I mean, I always thought it got revealed in book seven that it was nobody's read mo- that book. Stop nobody's read that book. <laughs> it was the moment that Ariana's killed. <laughs> Ariana Grande. Uh, Ariana she Grande. Died? Yeah. I Ariana almost Grande. made Marcel spit take and I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's quite a nice setup that this will be the reveal a whole year later for Harry. He's because he's mm. just in the moment deal withing it. De- dealing dealing Deal with it. it. Deal, deal with it. 
dealing within it. For the last glass goblet, Harry has to tell Dumbledore, this will kill you. This will be the one that kills you because Dumbledore is so upset. And for me, like, I hadn't thought of this before. And I know there's like a lot of moments throughout the books, again and again and again, where Harry loses a part of his innocence. He becomes an adult. But I think this is like a huge turning point because I think in book seven, there's quite a big leap in Harry's actions, in how he plans things. Like there is, I think when you read them back to back, he seems like a very different person. But I think this moment is one of the biggest turning points, almost more than the death, because how do you Mm. regain your innocence from forcing pain onto someone who is like your part mentor, part father figure? And how do you not feel, he knows he's going to feel guilty forever. That's the thing. He's going to be aware of that as he's doing it. Therefore, his innocence is being taken away from him. Yeah. And luckily, it's Harry. He has a five second memory. He never thinks about this moment again. What? Who? Where? He fucking, he fucking memory holes it like he does all of his other trauma. I yeah. want, spoiler alert for a series that probably none of you have watched, but that I did recently make Marcel watch five minutes of, which is Steven Universe, which is this adorable cartoon about this like little magical boy coming of age. And they did this final season where he's a teenager. It's like Steven Universe Futures. And it's like sort of what things look like after all of the climax is over. And it's mostly about healing from trauma. Mm. And there's this scene where he goes to a doctor's office and they x-ray him. And they're like, all of your bones have been broken multiple times. Because he was this child who was like, thrust into all of these like what at the time were like wow magical situations but like literally left him with this like enduring physical trauma because mm. like those things aren't supposed to happen to your body when you're a child and I just keep thinking I do, just re-listened to the original audio that Anne and James and I recorded when we went and saw The Cursed Child which is just all about how fucking traumatized areas and it's just like <laughs> This, yeah, he memory holds it, but don't worry. The body remembers. It's coming. It's coming back. The body it's keeps the gonna score. It's going to come back. Yeah. But this is, I totally agree. This is such a a pivotal scene because it is the moment where Dumbledore hands off to Harry the, like, agency and self-determination. That, like, he will, after this, it's on Harry to be the adult who runs things and we see him really take that to heart but like the moment for me that really does that is the final line of the chapter where i'm like oh "Oh, shit like this has been a power reversal but i'm not going to spoil it so dumbledore begins to need water as we all do when we are extremely drunk um much like our last recording session charlie where i cried afterwards and um needed much water and specifically said you were crying because i was still there which i will (laughs) never let go i didn't mean it like that i didn't mean she was crying because she couldn't go home and see her cat so then i got upset It's yeah. She just hates me. I was upset that she was without her cat, away from her cat, (laughs) to the point where she started crying, and all she would say is, "I'm upset because you're still here." And I was there, like, "I'm so sorry. I physically can't leave. There are no trains." I had been there for six days, admittedly. (laughs) Okay, all right, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's like, makes sense now, yeah. Mm. Um, So Dumbledore needs water so badly, but the goblet won't fill with water. But it will for a second, which led me again to like the Taskmaster-style question of what if you pointed the wand directly down his throat? If it lasts a second, he can at least get some of it and keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. 
if you can make water magically, just make it in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that man is great at deep throating, so... (gasps) You don't... No, no, no. You don't put the water deep in his throat. (laughs) That's how you asphyxiate and die. But, like, it depends how quickly it's evaporating. It might need to be really, like, in there for him to swallow it in time. Sorry, I'm now just imagining Dumbledore (laughs) drowns on water within his own throat. Then Harry drowns Dumbledore by forcing Mm -hmm. him to deep throat his wand. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Cool. That is there are the so many episode titles here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so Harry's like, "Oh, I gotta get it from the lake because that won't the, go badly." He's like, "This the is lake what f- that has decaying dead bodies in it. <laughs> like he's gonna get a disease from this, Harry. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck like the magical probably, implications. If like, he do- doesn't die from Snape <laughs> or that s- cursed hand, he is a hundred percent gonna get the fucking plague." Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like, it's probably a good thing that he dies. Yeah, it's probably a good thing that he dies a couple of hours teach later. Us nothing. <laughs> and also, you guys, I don't think he gets the water to Dumbledore, does he? He throws no. it in his he face. He throws it on his face. <laughs> he literally just shocks the man back awake. It just yeah. goes in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing Dumbledore didn't even need the water to revive so like he just needed a slap, <laughs> needed a slap. can we just also do some magic about it Harry you're a wizard no he's not you're a wizard Harry you're a wizard Harry can we also talk about so like it's described as a lot of bodies right like a lot of bodies men women children and like a one boy one's described as wearing robes so these are clearly at least some wizards are these all Voldemort's kills? Has he been sending his kills to the dead person lake? But before he made the lake, was he saving up his dead bodies mm-hmm. to send? Mm-hmm. Like, basically, I'm asking, where have the bodies come from? Where I like to think get those corpses. You know when it's like a James Bond or like the Austin Power films where there'll be like a trapdoor that leads down into like a, a swimming room with sharks? I like to think on top of the cliff there is just a trapdoor and Voldemort just keeps putting like really shiny objects on top so that like people come along like ooh pretty object and then they stand there and then the trapdoor opens and then poof like down that's a real fucking Looney Tunes-esque <laughs> mental <laughs> image you created yeah, yeah. The, the, the big the big thing about in theory that I I feel like it was a real missed opportunity, but maybe this would be a totally different series. As soon as I found it, like as soon as we get that information that Voldemort uses dead bodies, I was like, well, we're definitely like he's going to bring Harry's parents. He's going to bring yes. Sirius. He's going to have all these people that it's going to be really scary. Yeah. It's just like just a lake. The yeah, lake yeah. of, but that's the thing. Regulus is in this lake now. That Ooh. would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess we couldn't find it out at this point because it would make it a bit fucking obvious who then. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who yeah. Reb was. Yeah, yeah. That guy oh, looks weird. like serious. What? Named oh, Regulus. Oh I damn! This guy's wearing a velvet smoking jacket. Mad. <laughs> leaning in a doorway. I need you constantly just leaning. How do you find a doorway in this lake? That I'm picturing is so Voldemort sexy. going to a graveyard. <laughs> raising an army of zombies and then being like 
Come, my children. I need you to children. Maybe he just stood at the mouth of the cave and went Accio dead bodies and just let all hell break loose. All of the dead bodies come flying. Well, that's the yeah. thing. I'm like, these can't all be people that he's killed because he's killed them over time and he's not storing dead bodies. Like, what is happening? Mm. Yeah, he is. He's storing them in, in that the lake. lake. Like, is Hepzibah Smith in there? Who's among us has not had a lake where we store <laughs> some secrets? Eels. Eels. <laughs> Maybe that lake is a metaphor. We're getting yeah. deep now. Don't know what's happening. This is what happens when I have had two glasses of champagne at noon. Yeah. Oh, sorry so about that. Sorry that you've only had two. Hope your work goes well later. Um, Harry <laughs> starts fighting and is doing... Uh, what I like to call button smash fighting, which is what I do whenever I play any uh-huh. game. Yes. Super Smash Bros, <laughs> like Skyrim, don't care what it is. No strategy, just every single move at once. Yeah, yep. all yep. of them. include, But none being fire, but including the very illegal unknown spell that just injured Draco Malfoy and that he felt really bad about. So he does yeah. that yeah. for a bit as well. Even though... They're dead bodies. They have no pulse, Harry. What did you think was going to happen when you cut them up? He's like, we've established he's not really like a thinker. <laughs> he's like a doer, but doesn't yeah. do the right thing. I, I like to think at this point, uh, Dumbledore is totally fine. The reason it takes him a few minutes to help is he's just like, they're like, like fuck. He's just like, why didn't I ask I Hermione? Said, yeah, I really he's should just, have asked he's Hermione. He's just looking at him like, my school is bad. Yeah. Mm. This I is said, what happens when you bring in a ministry hack to yeah. teach defense against the dark arts for Maybe a year. Maybe I shouldn't have used my hiring abilities to sort of do political machinations <laughs> to yeah. just hide people i didn't want murdered <laughs> no matter their teaching abilities i like i love the line one more dead guardian of a fragment of voldemort's shattered soul okay good sentence well done very nice very um, uh very very gothic yeah big big words <laughs> um, which one sorry which word's big shattered shattered guardian <laughs> fragment Voldemort. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's big for Harry Potter. (laughs) Dumbledore makes fire. It's described as crimson and gold, which are the Gryffindor colours. Cool. I hate that. (laughs) Look, there it is. There it is. Um, They get back on the tiny boat with the ring. Look how fucking confused he looks in this picture. Uh, What am I doing? What's fire? Also, I'm sorry, in that picture, is the fire coming out of Harry's wand? No, absolutely not. No, look at this. Okay. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. He's got his wand out. Oh, yeah. But this one has like a glow. Uh, and that yeah. one doesn't. And this has fuck all. Oh, yeah. I just saw the bottom and I thought it was like coming out of his wand and I was like, well. Absolutely not. Look at that face. Is that the face of somebody who can make fire? No. No. Never made fire in his life. No. 
Hermione does it every time for him. Can you imagine Hermione just making those blue jars and just throwing, just lobbing them at the Inferi? Back in the lake! (laughs) Go away! So they get back in the tiny boat. The ring of flames is encircling them. It's scaring the Inferi away. Dumbledore is almost collapsing. He's really beginning to flag. And I like when the line... Yeah, I like when the line calls him, Harry in his own head calls him his headmaster because it's a really good reminder of like their places and how much they've switched in this chapter Mm. Um, harry specifically thinks about the fact that it seems like dumbledore's really struggling to keep up the fire and yet doesn't be like hey maybe maybe i should um make some too yeah could you help harry should you help (laughs) harry's like damn Um, that looks can i point out harry didn't even grab the locket dumbledore did that yeah didn't even Harry, have you have one more damn like, job. Sure. I forgot to lock it. <laughs> can, can you imagine? They go back, the basin's refilled. <laughs> the one Try job. that again. The one job Fuck that it. they oh, had. Bobby. And then we get that final line, which is like an amazing callback, which you mentioned earlier. And like this moment where it all shifts. Dumbledore says, I am not worried. I am with you. You should be fucking worried because Harry is dumb as shit. Like, He's how has this nothing. not worried you? He's literally I, done nothing. Like, He's I can literally maybe understand nothing. before this point, like, being a bit apathetic, but surely after this shameful display, you should maybe be fucking worried. A little worried. A, a touch, very worried. A worried. You should man, be at least mildly concerned. Man can't make yeah. fire. Man can't dry clothes. Man can't pick up locket. <laughs> literally, no. how long have man been making fire and yet Harry... The one thing Harry's demonstrated that he can do is feed you a bunch of poison. So you should actually be pretty worried. Feed you poison and wake up a bunch of dead bodies in a little. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Harry. Oh, God. <sighs> Meanwhile, he could have taken Hermione and she would have been there with her big magnet. Like, Yeah. yeah. Fate, canonically, Hermione always has a bunch of magnets. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she would be that person with like a hat. Well, no, because literally she is in the last book with the handbag with everything in it. But she would be that yeah. girl. Even if she wasn't a witch, she would be the girl that you'd be like, ah, do you have a nail file? And She's like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, she absolutely does. Yeah. Did you also need band-aids? Did you file two? Did, did you got this, I've got the special finger band-aids. You, you know that in that bag, she's got a pack of cigarettes because she doesn't smoke. But just in case somebody else. Mm-hmm wants to bum a cigarette absolutely like, yeah, I got one. or yeah. you know she wants to put the metaphor between her lips or whatever that john green quote is i don't know what that means i, I don't Hannah, know what do john green quote i do remember i do remember this but i don't remember it like oh. i remember it being a thing online it's like from the fault in our there's this character that's like he's like smoking but he doesn't actually light it and he's like it's a metaphor you put the thing that can kill you between your lips but you don't give it the ability to kill you or something like that and it's like i'm not sure that's a metaphor that's not what a metaphor no. is that's not what a me- that's not how a metaphor works no. yeah so it became a bit of a meme gotcha gotcha <sighs> yeah. i love i love a i love a meme yeah, yeah. so we've reached the oh. end of the chapter um Ooh, good with one whole minute to spare with what one we normally do at the end of the chapter well could you please well normally we talk about the chapter but i if we li- really only have one minute i'd like you two to talk about your podcast and why our listeners should go listen to it immediately and where they can find you guys okay, promote, okay. Promote. well well which please is depending on when this episode comes out which is you know in a, in a in a bit we are shifting 
we're shifting gears. We are saying goodbye to Harry Potter and becoming a production company. <gasps> so we will be Witch Please Productions. And uh, we have a, a new podcast, a new flagship podcast on the horizon about popular culture. And we will do the same kind of same kind of shenanigans where we like. Hey, describe what we actually do in Witch Please because it's nothing like what we did here. Oh yeah, no, that's a good point. Okay, so we we have a we've got the object of study, which is sometimes Harry Potter, but will no longer be an object of study, and then we approach it with some kind of theoretical lens or some kind yeah, of. Yeah. Uh... We're we're both. This probably came through just sort of via the erudition of how we speak, but we are actually both professors, um, and so I could tell in... by the anal secretion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so in which please we use critical theory to read the Harry Potter series. And... Sorry, the way you said that sounded like in which please you use critical theory to read the series, unlike the Goblet of Wine Girls who use alcohol <laughs> to read the series. Yeah, correct. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, correct. Absolutely the original fair. run we were often drunk, but in the reboot we are sober into it during the day. <laughs> so it's 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 just a series. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of our thing is we're like Critical theory is really cool and gives you a new tool set to read texts. And so we've been doing that with Harry Potter because um, less out of a sort of particular passion for the series these days and more out of a recognition that it's like a text a lot of people know really well. Yeah. Uh, but we, we are finishing. We're like wrapping up this current reread and, so uh, and we're going to pivot. <laughs> That's We're going to pivot to other popular culture. Possibly other Harrys. We're going to, we, our oh. pilot episode of the new podcast does start with a discussion of a Harry. Which one do you think it is? Styles. No. <laughs> but good guess. Oh I love, I love Harry Styles. Well, well you can make the next episode about Harry Styles. That'll be my whole Just shit. have a it's Harry series. Just a Harry podcast. You just discuss yeah. a different Harry every episode. Every single episode. Yeah. But yeah, if you guys, we are only chaos and we pretend to make occasionally intelligent points without knowing what we're talking about. Please go listen to Witch Please for genuinely, extremely intelligent, educational, well-researched points with occasional inserts of weird sound effects i'm gonna say that because they're my favorite part <laughs> yeah marcel's doing this but like marcel you've got a you've got a whole phd, <laughs> whole you PhD. Are a tiny boat university professor whole phd <laughs> you tiny boat tiny boat big phd little boat <laughs> But you also blend that with being extremely funny, which is yeah. incredible. So we are just like this. So that is <laughs> that's true. This but sober. Yeah. 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 Uh, I did. I did give one of my first year students the advice that their essay didn't need to be good. It just needed to be done. Oh, and that yeah. feels like, you know, that sounds yeah, like you're my is, dream teacher. <clears throat> good is the enemy of done. Advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But thank you both so much for coming on. We all our listeners should definitely go over and listen to you guys. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And I, like somehow you managed to lower the tone, which is actually really impressive. Might be a yeah. first. Yeah, well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. We are, as our producer knows, ungovernable. <laughs> yeah. well, absolute chaos. 
Mm-hmm. All the time. All, All the, the time. time. Very badly. Very badly behaved. Yeah. All of the links to you guys will be in the description for our listeners to listen to. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. And we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons Yolanda, Sir Bandersnatch, Samuel, Patrick, Nick, Michael, Kylie, Cara and Molly, Jasmine, Florian, and Ash. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon, where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.